0: Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plane, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plane show page at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plane. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Yarns from the Plane, the knitting podcast with hardly any knitting. If you're a new listener, welcome in. Pull up a pew. Come and make yourself at home and join in with the banter. It's a bit quiet at times, but other times it gets really lively. So Just chip in whenever you want to. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Oh, and I do apologise for that. I've actually got my iPad near me. And uh, Louise from Caithness Craft has just tweeted me and made a a noise on my iPad. So uh, I think I'll just see if I can turn the noise off. I need it with me because I want to refer to some things um, later in the show. And I'm going to apologise now in advance that I'm going to do very little editing. So, um, hopefully, um, I'll be able to get this up tonight, but that does mean that there may be some gaps and ums and ers, and if there are, I do apologize in advance for them. Um, but if I don't do it this way, then I'm unlikely to get it out at all. So, the knitting podcast without much knitting. Well, since I spoke to you last, I think I've done maybe half a dozen rows on my woolly wormhead mystery hat. Including four of those being yesterday while stuck on a train. um, Having a bit of a nightmare journey back from London. It's just not happening for me at the moment. Any craft time I've got, which is quite limited, I have focused on spinning. And so I haven't really done any knitting at all. Um, Apart from, like I say, a few desultory rows on this hat. So, But I'm very near the end. And it is very nice. I've made the choice for the final... Of, of which brim shaping I'm going to have, I'm I'm actually op- prompted, sorry, opted for the one that will be in the finished version of the hat, or indeed it is in the finished version of the hat because I think it was released before the end of November anyway. Um, so I'm very nearly there, um, but the the spinning I've worked on instead, and I have actually finished spinning all of the fiberholic samples. That I was working on when I spoke to you last. Uh, In fact, I actually found the very first fiberholics bag that I got back in 2012, and that had four um, samples in. So I applied it maybe about a third, if that, I suppose, of the um, first two bobbins of singles, and I'd made a full bobbin, um, a, a full joy bobbin with it, and then I discovered. Um, this this bag with four more samples in so I split those and spun them um, onto some of my spare traditional bobbins because they do fit on the joy thankfully and then sort of plied those in alternating with the two main bobbins so I finished all of that I think on Friday night and um, I've made about 800 and just over 823 yards which is a phenomenal amount I forgot to weigh it before I put it into soak this morning, which is a bit silly. But I would guess it's around about the 300 gram mark. So by my reckoning, I think it's probably come out around about a sport weight. It's definitely less yardage than you'd get if it was a sock yard weight and more yardage than you'd get if it was DK. So I'm putting it around about the sport weight. I don't know what to do with it. It's mainly barber pole. Some areas have got either very, very similar tones from two different samples in or the same sample actually applied on itself. So there are some solid areas, but the vast majority of it's barber pole. Some of it's barber pole with very complementary colours of a similar tone and depth. Some are quite um, starkly contrasting. So I've just got this burning urge to make a top-down um garment with it i suppose it's top down cardigan although i found um an interesting t-shirt today um which is done with a fading stripes pattern like the one on my adrift cardigan that still is lurking by the side of the chair um and that's got um contiguous sleeves as well so that's quite interesting obviously if i was going to use this yarn for it it wouldn't have um, the stripe pattern, but it's intriguing nevertheless. Um, as a possible alternative, a little scoop neck tee. No, it's not a scoop neck tee. It's a slash neck tee. Um, the designer is called Astrid. I think I've met her actually. I think she might have taken part in the 2010 attempt on the sheep to shawl, uh, sheep to sweater challenge, back to back challenge um, that took place at the University of Stirling that summer. She looks familiar um to me but i'm not sure anyway she's uh, german her name is astrid and um i'll put um proper show notes up possibly later today more likely tomorrow um with a, a link in there but um you know that that's an option so i don't know whether to do that just you know straight top down garment and just let the colors stripe through as they go or whether i might be better doing some modular knitting almost like you know the little domino knitting this the mitered squares which as you know would keep the colors bunched together wouldn't spread them out just in thin stripy rings around my body but might look too much like a jester's outfit i don't know i really strongly want to make a garment out of this even though it's not really the kind of thing that i would wear i don't think but i don't know until i knit up with it i suppose um it's hard to tell what it would be like but but there we are most of my crafting endeavors and and there have been very little of them um have been spinning but thinking about knitting i was i was thinking about all of the things that i cast on and and worked on this year i think it's getting to that point of the year isn't it where you you look back at what you've done this year and um i've made one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 completed projects so far this year. Well, 14 and a half, I suppose, if you count the test sock where I only knit one. Um, so I finished an adrift, which I started last year. Then um, I did a Tom Tom, Tom 10 f- jacket from scratch, a pair of crochet mitts for me. Three pairs of booties for various babies. And a baby jacket all from scratch. I finished mittens and a stripy messenger bag that both were cast on in 2010. So those were cleared out of the um, long-term UFO bin, basket, whatever you want to call. Uh, I spun some lace weight and made a shawl. Uh, I wove a cushion. I made two... Um, wave and box stitch cows designed by Auntie AP of Knitspin Cake um, as a test knit. I test knit a sock and I made a teeny tiny crocheted piece of coral. However, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten projects that I started this year that are still works in progress. Which seems, I don't know, cast three off that were cast on before the year, started before 2013, end up the year 10, still outstanding. That doesn't seem too good, does it? So, I'm wondering whether, when I finish for the holidays, I any knitting time maybe needs to wrap up some of those projects, because some of them must be pretty close. I mean, I've got the Mini Mania scarf that I cast on right at the beginning of the year, and um, I think I left it because I was in two minds whether to make it wider or whether just to cast off at that point. I'm really tempted to cast off at that point, and then I've got it, and that's one thing done. The lime and black green sock, uh, lime green and black stripy socks, they're really close to the cuff, and they're two at a time, so I've got to be pretty close to that. My woolly head hat. That's pretty close as well. So there's maybe three things that I could definitely finish before the end of the year. The adrift that I was knitting in the John Arben um cherry and licorice. I've got to unpick that cast on edge which is a real time suck. But if I do that, I don't think it will take me very long to finish it then. Because I just need to Rip back, I think maybe six rows. Cast off around the neck, then use that to make the last row stripe in the licorice. A couple of rows on the sleeves either side, just to make the little cap sleeves, and then just straight down with the licorice. And I can knit that pretty fast, even though it's small needles and big stitches. Um, I knit continental and I purl Portuguese with it. The yarn wrapped around my neck. So I flick it over with my thumb so it really speeds it up. And I'd really like that to be finished. Because I did the bulk of that in less than a month. That knit up really quick. I really would like to finish the county. Um, not county. Norro stripy sweater with the chevrons So I started for the Crafty Stitches Craft Along. That's got two sleeves completed. Back almost completed. So that just needs the front and then I'm good to go. There's a baby sweater, so that shouldn't take too long. But can you hear that already I've got way more project knitting than I've got year left, haven't I? And that's before we even get to my crochet iris scarf kit that I've now supplemented yarn to. I've got at least two extra colours to go into it. So... mm. Can't see that being finished. And I've got a crochet cardigan in the Sublime Merino, that hot raspberry one. That's going to be finished, is it? That's really not going to matter. Then I've got those mystery socks from the Playful Day podcast that I haven't even taken a photograph of. I, th- I think I mentioned several weeks ago that I was concerned that I'd lost those and the other socks, but I, I have found them. They were in a shopping bag from Fibre East. No, not from Fibre East, from Yarndale, which tells you how long ago it is I knit on those end of September. So, um, but I know where they are, so I'll find them. Uh, the tenth and final thing is the shawl that I started on my Amy Singer workshop. So I think if I'm going to be honest, I could realistically finish maybe three or four of these things before Christmas, but, well, before the end of the year, but I don't think I'm going to finish anything else. Um, I was going to, I normally knit on trains and I went down to London yesterday, but I decided, I took my laptop and instead and I decided I was going to work and I was going to plan so that I would then be able to mark all day today. Um, and then I discovered that, my little Acer netbook which has quite a small screen it's only got like a, a an 11 inch a 12 inch screen it's quite tiny that and a pendolino and me is just like a recipe for disaster i felt so motion sick it just wasn't happening so it was gutting and on the way back it was a bit of a traumatic journey anyway um, because there'd been a fatality on the line so that caused all sorts of Problems because there is that, that was the main line out of Euston North. So, um, I wouldn't have been able to do my planning then anyway. Although it was going slow enough on the London Midland train that I could have managed it, <laughs> but it, it didn't happen. So today's podcast is late because the planning took over and haven't finished my marking and therefore, you know, no time for crafting today, which is a bit of a shame. Um, The only crafting I've done is sticking bits for my display. Husbands cut out some things, some Egyptian gods that the children have painted. I've stuck them on the gold and I was going to try and cut them out whilst I recorded this. But when I tested it, you could hear the scissors and it was really distracting. So I thought that was unfair. So, you know, being the podcast with no knitting, well, no active knitting um, and a improbable, at the least, goal uh, for getting things finished by the end of the year. I'm just intrigued as to what you are working on right now. Bearing in mind that today is the 8th of December, I'm going to take a fairly strong guess that there's a number of you working on festive knitting. Gift knitting fathers. Well, I'm going to say it now. I half promised mum a pair of socks, but I haven't measured her feet, so I don't think that's going to happen. But I might knit them for her over Christmas. And I said several things that my husband might like, but they're not going to get done either. So we can knock those on the head. Um, I have a Mrs. Beaton that I was working on for my sister-in-law a while ago. I suppose I could go and find that by the side of the bed and finish that off. But I'm not really feeling in the mood for knit for anyone else, really. I suppose because I can't really knit for myself. I don't, I'm feeling quite selfish about knitting for other people. Isn't that terrible? But anyway, I'm just intrigued as to what you're doing. And I wanted to sort of ask you so you could tell me so I could knit Christmas gifts vicariously through you. I mean, let's face it. It's the 8th of December. I was desperate to get an episode up today anyway because I get to play Christmas music at the end of my podcast and I love my Christmas music from Magnitude. So um, it's just a simple excuse for that. You expect several short episodes over the coming weeks that have no real content but some lovely music. <laughs> um, but th- 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 that's it really. I'm going to have a little something I really like though. Um, nothing to do with knitting and so spinning or weaving or crocheting or any of the things that this podcast is supposed to be about but it is about enjoying what we have as a nation I know that not everyone gets the chance to go to London and I am quite lucky in the fact that we do only live a couple of hours away by train and if you are canny about booking trains Far in advance and don't mind being rigid, then you can get some really, really good deals. And that's what my husband and I did yesterday. And yesterday we went down to London and we were culture vultures again for the second time this year. So we spent all morning in the Science Museum. And then after a quick sandwich, we went to the Natural History Museum. Didn't spend very long in there. There were queues to get into the dinosaur section. It was just phenomenal. We couldn't work out why people were queuing in one entrance when the other entrance was completely clear until we were inside and saw that they were queuing to get into the dinosaur section. Um, but I suppose you know, if you're taking a child to the National Gallery, uh, to the Natural History Museum, that's what you want to see, don't you? But um, I got to see my Diplodocus in the main entrance hall, which I loved. I loved as a child, and I still love now. And we went round the mammals section. Um, which had some really interesting exhibits and lots of facts. But it was really quite crowded, so we didn't really go on to any of the other floors. And when we came out from there, we decided to take a quick diversion uh, to Pimlico and to Tate Britain, which is on Millbank by the Thames. Neither of us have been there before, apart from sticking our noses into um See about the possibility of going to a Monet exhibition that was there several years ago and we took one look at the queues and came right back out again (laughs) it was hideous absolutely hideous and um, we sort of got there about half past four yesterday and it was lovely, we saw some modern work, a lot of which didn't really do much for me, but there was a nice Bridget Riley that was very colourful lots of rhombuses um, lined up it's my kind of thing I kind of like it it's not really to me it's not a picture of anything but it's just bright colors and a mathematical pattern so I'm happy um I saw some um no woman no cry by Chris Offaly which I think that's how you pronounce his name I really like it he's, he's the artist that that's very African influenced and he went through a phase where he used elephant dung in his um work either on it or In the case of No Woman No Cry, little, two little piles of elephant dung to stand the picture up, like little feet. Um, I've seen pictures of it, but I've never seen it close up before. So I hadn't realised that the tears that the woman is crying, um, each tear contains a picture of Stephen Lawrence, which was really moving. Really, really moving. Um, we then left there and went into a newish room that um, was full of turners. And my dad loves turners, so it's quite nice to see them. And, uh, and then at the far end of that wing, there was um, a glorious six foot constable. Um, the m- view from the meadow looking towards Salisbury Cathedral with the rainbow on it. I remember my nana had a plate with it. And uh, I think it's probably one of the murky scenes on my mum's old coasters as well. Absolutely lovely. But I just... I love the fact that these things are ours. Although Tate Britain isn't, you know, a national gallery, as in it's not got that in its name. But they are things that are owned on our behalf and it's just lovely to be able to go and see them. And I love the fact that An awful lot of these things with these permanent collections are free to go and see. Yes, there are exhibitions in the Science Museum that you have to pay to go into. Same with the Natural History Museum. Same with Tate Britain. But the key core pieces of the collection are available for us to see whenever we wish. And I know people like that. You know sort of aren't particularly bothered by museums and arts we'll probably sit there and go why 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 would i be interested but i defy anybody to go to one of those three and not find something that they that fascinates them or that really interests them even if it's the display of objects that symbolize generations in the in the science museum and marvel At a rally chopper bike. (laughs) It's just, you know, it, it was just, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's just such a shame that it was a bit of a traumatic journey back, but, um, not really a trauma for me, just inconvenient. Way more of a trauma for other people, I should imagine. So with that, uh, I'm going to sign off. Quickish, shortish episode. I did say it would be. Please drop me a line and let me know what you're making for Christmas for people provided obviously they're not on Ravelry and you won't spoil this prize. I would just like to finish with a little thank you to Louise over at Case Craft Collective. She organized a Christmas decoration swap and I was lucky enough to be paired with Twinset Jan from the Twinset Designs podcast and I had a beautiful parcel from her last, um, Saturday when I came in and it was, um, great. It was a, uh, lovely felt, which is a knitted slipper designed by Kat Bordy and uh, that Louisa mentioned in her, um, latest podcast. Then there was a shawl pin that Jan had made for me and, um some postcards from the Amish community featuring the Amish community um that are of course Jan's neighbors if you listen to the Twinset Designs podcast then you'll know that Jan lives in Lancaster County in Pennsylvania um where the Amish and the English as they they term them um live side by side um, very much intermingled um also In the um, parcel was a little pencil sharpener in the shape of an Amish buggy, which made me smile. And I'm sure there was something else and I can't think what it is. Can't think what it is. Something to do with alpacas. Definitely something to do with alpacas. The the, the self was stuffed with alpaca fluff, but that, that wasn't it, there was something. But I can't think what it was. Oh, isn't that dreadful? And I don't really want to go up and go into the next room and find it. But I don't know if Jan listens to this podcast. I don't even know if she knows that I podcast. But if she does, I'd like to say thank you to her publicly. And I'd definitely like to say thank you to Louise for organising the swap. Because I had a lovely time buying things um, to send to Jan. And um, I didn't make anything um, as my Christmas decoration. I um, bought something from my friend B. And then my mum made a beautiful um, bobbin lace robin with a little fluffy pom-pom, and tinsely pom-pom as his red breast. And it's absolutely lovely. So I sent that to Jan. I was going to try and knit something and I just didn't. But it was just really fun to be involved in the swap. And it got me all in the mood for Christmas. And it was lovely to come home last Saturday and find my parcel. So thanks Jan. And thanks Louise and with that i'll sign off until next time take care bye She будеш his name in me, but she puts her name in the shade of the shade of the shade of ти shade of the 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 shade of the